You are Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation and Kentucky Nation. Welcome to the special crossover edition between the Locked On Gamecocks and the Locked On Kentucky Podcast, where we cover your respective teams every single day. I'm Andrew Lyon, the host of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, and I'm joined on this crossover show by Locked On Kentucky host, Lance Dahl. We got a lot to dive into with this upcoming match between South Carolina and Kentucky. Both teams not have the season they've wanted, but they still got a lot to play for. There's also going to be some big-time key matchups to follow, and if history tells us one thing, this game is going to be a tight one here in Columbia on Saturday night. We're going to touch on all those topics on today's show. But Lance, before we start, I do want to let the viewers and listeners know that today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. And that's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions do apply. Lance, how you doing, my friend? I could be a little bit better coming off a loss to Kansas in basketball just uh, just the other night. Also, football underperforming. The Braves lost a couple of uh, or a month or so ago uh, in the playoffs. You know, all the teams that I support, Andrew, uh, kind of kind of struggling in their own way. So, you know, it could be better. It could have been a better sports season, but I'm not complaining. I'm excited about the weather, excited about it getting colder, excited to finally dive into this basketball season. Um, a lot of positive things to take away. But you know what? Sports uh, for, for the teams that I support, it, it could have gone a little better this year. I'll say that. Yeah, I'm right there with you on the Atlanta Braves. I think some of those home runs that Bryce Harper and Nick Castellanos hit are still flying uh, somewhere in Philadelphia. That was a tough series to watch for sure. But yeah, this uh, this football game between South Carolina and Kentucky, I think is definitely one of the most intriguing games in the entire conference this coming weekend. This is sort of like cupcake weekend, as some fans like to term it, as there's a lot of just ugly games that you probably aren't going to want to really watch, no matter how much of a diehard college football fan you are. So if you're really wanting to uh, watch a interesting matchup between two teams that got a lot to play for. This is the game for you. For South Carolina, Lance, they're 4-6 and six coming into this game. So, you know, unless you want to fall back on the RPR scores or APR scores, I should, I should say, in terms of bowl eligibility requirements, Shane Beamer and the staff, they got to have this game. They got to beat Kentucky and then set themselves up for a big-time showdown with their rivals in the Clemson Tigers on rivalry weekend this next week. And this is also a chance for South Carolina to, you know, win back-to-back games over Kentucky for the first time, I believe, since the 2012 and 2013 seasons, if my memory serves me correctly. It's been a while since South Carolina's pulled off that feat. And obviously, on the other side for Kentucky, you know, I know that this has definitely not been a season that maybe Wildcat fans envisioned with uh, maybe with Devin Leary and just maybe overall expectations of being potentially a sleeper in the Eastern Division. What are your overall thoughts on sort of the um, the pulse of the fan base with Kentucky and whether or not they could salvage this season uh, on their side of things. I think it's been really interesting to see how this uh, fan base has responded after a very hot start against some really bad teams. You blew out Florida. Things were going pretty well. You're rising in the AP top 25, and then all of a sudden you hit a brick wall there. Uh, you take a few losses. You, I think that Missouri game after that loss to Georgia – was the realization of, oh, this team is not going to be as good as we thought they were. 
at the beginning of this season. And then I think fanfare has just kind of slowly died down after that. You lose a close game to Tennessee at home where you let them run all over you. You get a rebound win at Mississippi State. Of course, that's kind of the rebound win that, that the entire SEC has been looking towards uh, this throughout this season. And then you come home and you get blown out by Alabama. And that was the question heading into this year is how does Kentucky handle this tough stretch of games in the back half of the season? Obviously, Georgia is what it is, but Missouri, Tennessee, Bama, South Carolina on the road as well as we're going to talk about today, I did not think was any joke heading into this season. I thought Louisville might have been, and here we are now sitting here looking at the cards as a top 10 team. And so Kentucky uh, is has a potential to finish six and six after after a lot of people were thinking that their their floor was going to be somewhere around seven and five because of like you mentioned bringing in that quarterback from uh, NC State and Devin, Devin Leary bringing back Liam Cohen the offensive coordinator that left to go to uh, be the OC for the Rams and then you had what I think heading into the year I was saying this at SEC Media Days it it I thought it was one of if not the best receiving course in the entire conference. You have Tavion Robinson as a really solid third option. Dane Key and Barry and Brown at that one and two. You've got a very deep uh, tight end room on top of that. I thought you had a lot of speed and a lot of talent. Experienced quarterback, good offensive coordinator that made Will Levis look competent. I, I thought you were going to see a, an offensive resurgence uh, this season. And you've gotten to see over these past few weeks, Devin Leary start to take a little bit more of a step in that direction but it's, I think it's all uh, too little too late uh, for the Wildcats. So the overall thoughts on, on the season have been just disappointing. It's been interesting to watch the, the fans just kind of, at least in my sector of the woods, just kind of like slowly stop talking about it to where you just don't hear a peep. And now you're coming into the final two games of the season, and one of them you can absolutely lose on the road, and then one of them you're not going to be favored in uh, whenever you travel to uh, whenever you travel to Louisville. So uh, just just a disappointing uh, overall uh, season for Kentucky. And I guess the final thing I'll say here is with Mark Stoops. It's been fascinating to watch the criticisms come in uh, for Stoops, who has elevated this program to the spot where people can now start to have some expectations for what the football program is going to do. And he said it earlier in the year, and I'll, I'll say it here. Uh, if you want for this program to perform better, you're going to have to invest in it a little bit more. So if you want to, Put your money where your mouth is. Throw a little bit more money towards this NIL collective. He knows nobody's going to do it. And so we just are what we are. I think Kentucky's hit their ceiling, and this is a year where they didn't hit it. Yeah, it's interesting you bring up the criticisms that Mark Stoops is fielding this season. Obviously, a lot of people have ranging opinions on that. And Shane Beamer's kind of gone through the same deal this year because obviously after what some would deem were overachieving seasons over the past couple years, you know, there was a lot of fans in Columbia that thought that, you know, hey, Spencer Rattler is coming back. Juice Wells is coming back. You know, staff continuity. These recruiting classes that are coming in are just star-studded. There was a lot of folks that thought that this team could win, you know, eight, nine games and maybe even push for second place in the Eastern Division if all things went their way this year. And obviously, you know, you said it kind of happened halfway through the year for Kentucky. For for South Carolina, it happened week one against North Carolina. I mean, nine sacks. That that statement's going to echo through the walls of Williams-Brice throughout eternity when it comes to that North Carolina game. I mean, Rattler was running for his life. 
And, you know, you've talked about how maybe some people might have overestimated what was coming to Kentucky this season. Well, for South Carolina, it was underestimating the losses that they had. Key losses at receiver, key losses on the offensive line, uh, the defensive backfield, you know, positions where sometimes you lose too many guys. You just can't you can't overcome that immediately. And, you know, for the Gamecocks, they're not at a level yet where they're able to sustain that kind of loss, apparently. And we, we found out the hard way in 2023. So. If Shane Beamer does not make it to a bowl game, you know, I think it won't sting as much as it would have maybe if it was a late season collapse because fans kind of saw this coming after what happened the first five weeks of the season. But again, it doesn't take away from the fact that, yeah, it's been disappointing, but certainly still a lot to play for because with South Carolina, they play a lot of young guys this year. Nicholas Harbour sort of like the eye-catching name from South Carolina because he was a five-star coming out of high school. You've also got other guys like Grayson Pup Power and Jalen Kilgore on defense who have been big-time parts of this team. And if you go to a bowl game, those guys, they get extra practices. They get extra time to develop, and you can kind of see, like, okay, who are going to be the guys for the future, starting in 2024 and beyond. So, yeah, both of these coaches definitely, they've been through some seasons that they would probably like to forget in certain aspects, but, you know, still definitely have a lot to play for throughout the last couple weeks of this season. When we come back in just a couple of moments, Lance and I are going to talk about a couple of intriguing trends from both of these teams, some negative trends that maybe could show up in this ballgame. We'll also talk about some key matchups. At the end of the show, of course, as always, we'll give y'all our final predictions. All that continuing on this crossover edition between the Locked On Gamecocks and the Locked On Kentucky Podcast. Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Now, as a small business owner, you always want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available for all the roles in your small business. And if you find yourself in a situation where maybe that hasn't been easy over the past couple of years, then you need to check out LinkedIn Jobs today. All you got to do is add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring and utilize tools like screening questions to filter through the candidates. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors in that industry because LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free today. Terms and conditions do apply. Today's show is also brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Now, usually we give y'all our game changers of the week, but since we're doing this before the game's actually taking place, I'm going to throw it to you, Lance, and ask you, who do you think the game changer could be for the Wildcats in this matchup? I think you have to look into this Kentucky secondary, and I've got to go with Maxwell Hairston, who has been the best coverage guy uh, for the Wildcats so far this season. He's also gotten a couple of interceptions, uh, five uh, to be exact this year. He can turn a game around, create a turnover or two. This defense as a whole has been really good at creating turnovers as opposed to last season. So I'm going to go with Maxwell as a potential game changer against this Gamecock offense that does like to throw the ball around. Yeah, you mentioned it, so I'm going to go with South Carolina quarterback Spencer Rattler. He has been absolute dynamite at home this season for South Carolina. I definitely think he will do that once again on Saturday, as we'll touch on in a couple of moments. But 
Be sure to go check out Athletic Brewing Company for their non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your first online order. That's code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions, and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all time. Welcome back to this Thursday edition of the Locked On Gamecocks and the Locked On Kentucky podcast, where we cover your teams every single day. And as always, a big thank you to each and every one of you everydayers who make our podcast your daily watch on YouTube or your daily listen wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. Now, Lance, before we get into the key matchups for this game, I want to talk about a couple of trends for both of these teams. And the first one I want to start off with is one that I actually found on the Kentucky Wildcats, because I went back and looked at their road games they've played this season. They played against the Vanderbilt Commodores, Mississippi State Bulldogs, and the Georgia Bulldogs at this point in the year. And the thing I noticed in those three games, Lance, when going back and looking at the box scores, was that Kentucky has seemingly been spotted a good amount of points when they've played on the road against some of these opponents. Uh, Georgia gave them one touchdown, essentially, by throwing an interception right around their own red zone area. Vanderbilt threw two pick sixes, and they had another interception that set up Kentucky at Vanderbilt's own 11-yard line. And then against Mississippi State, you know, Kentucky had a pick six there and two touchdown drives that started at their own 37-38 yard lines. Kentucky, that is. So you just mentioned it a couple moments ago. Kentucky's been great at forcing turnovers. But do you feel like that that actually has kind of masked maybe some inefficiencies on offense on the road? Or, you know, do you think that maybe the Wildcats, they don't have anything to worry about in that regard heading into this pivotal game against South Carolina? No, I completely agree with you. And, and I think it goes back to what we were talking about with Devin Leary earlier in the show is is the fact that you expected, or at least I expected, statistically uh, Im- improvement uh, compared to where he was uh, at the very beginning of the year against uh, teams like Akron and against teams like Eastern Kentucky. You expected him to finally start racking up some of these numbers in SEC play. And you talk about all three of those games. Uh, like you mentioned, a combined five interceptions that the Wildcats picked up in those three of them from AJ Swan alone and from Vanderbilt. But Devin Leary, I don't believe eclipsed like two, even 230 yards passing in any of those games. And two of those, he was yeah. underneath 200. So you would like to expect, and it, also if you go look at the box scores, if I'm not mistaken, Kentucky wasn't doing like anything insane uh, on the ground either in, in, for the majority of those games. So you look yeah. at those turnovers, you look at this Kentucky offense. I would like to be able to break this down by a yards per uh, per play perspective and just look and see how how has Kentucky handled themselves so far this season because to be honest with you it's not been like I mentioned earlier it's not been the most impressive uh I- impressive uh, yards per play total in fact on the road this year Kentucky averaging less than 5 yards per play on offense which is 12th in the SEC uh and I, I hate to say it but South Carolina they're at dead last thankfully they're playing at home uh, this this uh, this uh, this Saturday <laughs> yeah. because they're actually top five in the SEC in yards per play whenever they are playing uh, in Williams Bryce. So yeah, Kentucky. I, I absolutely agree with you. Kentucky's offense has not been a uh, solid, even solid on the road. It's not even been average, and their quarterback play I think has been a, a huge part of that. And when you look at this game, you look at the South Carolina team. Like you said, they play very well at home. Spencer Rattler plays very well at home. He's not turnover prone, at least not that I not that I believe. And Kentucky, if they don't create those turnovers, could be in a world of hurt this weekend because of their offensive inefficiency. So I absolutely agree with you. You go and look at the numbers. You go and actually watch these games. 
Kentucky just doesn't really seem to have found any sort of rhythm whenever they're away from uh, whenever they're away, they're away from Kroger Field. Yeah, and you know, Lance, the the thing that I'll mention about South Carolina, you know, you mentioned that sort of alarming trend for Kentucky in road games offensively. Well, South Carolina, you know, to be fair, they've had an alarming trend against teams kind of similar to Kentucky this season. I look back at the Mississippi State and Florida games, for example. I talked about this on my Wednesday show here on the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. Kentucky is a team that they like to use play action on offense. They like to use tight ends along in line with their offensive line. And they they have a good run game that they like to lean on. And that was kind of how Florida and Mississippi State played against South Carolina in those two respective games. And in those two games, South Carolina, they gave up 30 points against Mississippi State. And, of course, that 41 to Florida, which, you know, again, probably shouldn't have happened. But a whole different conversation that we've already had on my show. But in those two games, South Carolina, they focused almost so much on trying to stop the run with Woody Marks and Mississippi State. And then... um Montrell Johnson and Trevor Etienne over at Florida that they just bit too hard and play action just went right over their heads and they gave up a bunch of explosive plays off of that. And you mentioned, you know, Kentucky, look, their offense might not have been clicking on all cylinders throughout this entire season, but Kentucky's got good wideouts. I mean, Tavion Robinson, uh, Dane Key and Barry Brown, that's probably the best trio, one of the best trios in this entire conference. And the numbers pan out that all three of those guys can make plays when you need them to. So if South Carolina's defense doesn't learn from their mistakes that they have made in previous games against teams that are similar stylistically, offensively, compared to Kentucky, then this could be very quickly a shootout. And it kind of seems like they were leaning towards that based on sort of how we're talking about these two teams. I completely agree. And I think when you look at the personnel that the Wildcats do have, I think that they do have the ability to kind of hit that ceiling and they have it a couple of different times. And like I said earlier, they are starting to find more of their footing. You play Alabama late in the season, obviously that's going to throw a hitch in what you're doing statistically. But if you go and watch these other games that Kentucky's had, they had good moments against Tennessee. They had some decent moments early against Missouri. They had some solid moments uh, against Mississippi State, obviously, on the road. So I think Kentucky has that ceiling still. I've continued to say that even whenever things have been bad for for UK. I'm like, they st- I, I still have faith in, in what this offense could potentially do here. So uh, I, I agree with you. I think the personnel that Kentucky has could poise some pro- uh, pose some problems for uh, for the South Carolina defense. Although I will say... South Carolina at home is one of the better rush defenses in the SEC this season. Kentucky probably going to lean heavy on Ray Davis, both in the rush and the passing game. So how does he match up against the South Carolina defense? That will be really interesting to watch. But Kentucky's got the personnel. South Carolina playing very well at home. How does this match up? I think it's going to be interesting to see if Kentucky can get some push here. And the question I think at the end is, is Kentucky going to get enough push? Or Spencer Rattler and his receivers, are they going to be able to air the ball out all night long? We're going to give our final predictions on this matchup between South Carolina and Kentucky in just a couple moments right here on this special crossover edition between the Locked On Gamecocks and the Locked On Kentucky podcast. Today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is one of the best daily fantasy sports apps out there because it is very simple and easy to use. All you got to do is go to their app. You can sign up and select anywhere from two to six different athletes from a bevy of different sports. And all you got to do is say whether or not you think they're going to go more than or less than their projected stat line for their upcoming games. You could do this for the NFL. You could do this for college football. The NBA season is now underway as well. 
plenty of different games and athletes to choose from. And so if you're interested in making a little bit of money on the side during this college football weekend, go to prizepicks.com slash college and use code college for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash college and promo code college for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Welcome back to today's edition of the Lockdown Gamecocks and the Lockdown Kentucky Podcast, where we cover your teams every single day in just 30 minutes. All right, Lance, we've talked a lot about this matchup, the storylines coming into it, the players and sort of position groups to watch, maybe some trends to pay attention to with what we've seen from these respective teams throughout this point in the season. So, Lance, do you think that Kentucky's going to find a way to pull out of Columbia with a win? Or do you think the Wildcats are going to fall to six and five on the season? I think they're going to fall to six and five. I think when you look at how Kentucky plays on the road and how Spencer Rattler plays at home this season, you've got a couple of issues here. I think you can watch this whenever you go and actually watch the individual games, and then you can see this in the numbers as well. Kentucky's one of the worst third down defenses in this entire conference. Their secondary has not been statistically uh, impressive. I think they're in in the bottom half of the league there as well in passing yards allowed per game. The turnovers, I think, is kind of what has helped them kind of mask some things with this Brad White White defense. And he's been a solid D.C. for a few years now for Kentucky. It's just it has not had the uh, the yardage uh, numbers, I think, that you would like to see out of him. So Spencer Rattler at home averaging over 300 passing yards per contest. I, I think you have to give the Gamecocks the edge here. It's going to be, like you said, the first time that the that the game talk, Gamecocks have won two games in a row uh, over over Kentucky since uh, that 2013-2012 seasons. Uh, so I, I think that there is just too much that South Carolina has in this passing game that uh, that it, it just will not be Kentucky's day. Now, will Kentucky score points? I think they have the ability to put some points up in this one. I think they have the ability to get into the uh, high 20s, maybe mid-30s here. But I think South Carolina is going to find a way to put it on them here to try and maybe make, make a push to uh, to get to bowl eligibility. I think Shane Beamer's a good coach. I think there's been a rash of injuries across the, uh, If you, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, across the offensive line, across different points uh, on this team. And it's really uh, hampered their ability to stick in some of these SEC contests so far this season. But I think that this is one where South Carolina needs it. Uh, Kentucky, I'm not quite sure where their head is right now. Uh, and they may be able to put some points up on the road. But at the end of the day, I don't think the defense goes out there and gets it done. Yeah, you're absolutely right about the injuries uh, with South Carolina's offensive line. They've actually had the same lineup go out there for the past two weeks. Uh, offensive coordinator Dow Loggins, yeah, he he uh, jokingly uh, said at his Wednesday presser with the media, someone brought that up to him, and he said, don't say that, you're going to jinx us. So South Carolina hoping that that will remain the same uh, throughout the game on Saturday. But South Carolina does have an intriguing injury situation developing at running back. Mario Anderson Jr. has been sort of their lead guy since week four, and that remains the case heading into week 12. But they have two backups in Juju McDowell and DeCaron Joyner who are not going to play. DeCaron Joyner, I should say, is very doubtful. I would say, personally, he's not going to. So the Gamecocks, it'll be interesting to see how they handle that running back room, maybe how often they will run the ball, and maybe how often they'll keep Mario Anderson Jr. back there in pass protection against this vaunted Kentucky defensive front. But, Lance, I agree with a lot of what you said. I think that South Carolina, they are just... 
They're clearly one of those teams this year. They're much different at home than they are on the road. And in this case, South Carolina being at home, I think that's going to help them a lot. This fan base has certainly been down the dumps for the past couple weeks after the Gamecock start off 2-6. and six. But you get a couple wins over Jacksonville State and Vanderbilt, which you should have gotten. But it's all about momentum in this sport sometimes, especially in college sports. And I think the fan base understands the importance of this game. I think they're going to show up. I think they're going to be loud. It's a night game in Williams-Brice, and that's one of the most vaunted environments in all of college football, especially in the SEC. And I think that Kentucky, they're definitely going to put up a fight. I think that this is going to be a very high-scoring game. It might come down to who has the ball last, honestly, Lance. But at the end of the day, I think that Rattler and this offense, this aerial attack, will be just too much. So give me South Carolina winning 31-27. to By the way, if you're interested in the fan duel spread, I don't have that in front of me right now. But I believe that the spread's been hovering around 1-3 to points, depending on where you look. So, you know... Take that on South Carolina's end. I believe the money line is plus on South Carolina, so you'll make more. You'll make a lot of money if you bet on South Carolina and then Kentucky. Yeah, you know them being still a favorite in this game. It tells you just how much the odds makers believe this is going to be a tight ball game between both of these teams, despite their struggles that they've had this year. So. Uh, Lance, it's been great doing this show with you, and obviously we're going to have a really good game, I believe, on Saturday night. For all you Locked On Gamecock viewers and listeners, thank you for tuning in. If you're interested in checking out content from Lance on what all he's been discussing with Kentucky's football team or maybe their basketball team, just any sports team that they have over there, you can go check him out over at Locked On Kentucky on YouTube, wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. You can also follow Lance on X at Locked On UK. Same deal for all you Kentucky fans. You want to see what I'm saying about this matchup? You can come over here at Locked On Gamecocks on YouTube, wherever you listen to your audio podcast. And you can follow me on X at A Lion underscore SC. So, Lance, once again, great doing this with you. Have a great rest of your week, man. And for all you Gamecock and Wildcat fans, thank you all for tuning in. Have a great rest of your Thursday. If you're heading to the game, be safe and enjoy it. We'll be sure to catch y'all on our next respective shows right here on the Locked On Gamecocks and Locked On Kentucky podcast. Oh, 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 oh,